Hello everybody, this is Corey Chapman, personal finance coach and best-selling author. So today we're gonna to talk a little bit about Money Talk. So this is the start of my new podcast called Money Talk LA. Things that are going on in LA to make sure we're on the right path. Now listen, when it comes to money, everything we do ties to it. When you think about relationships and how money works in a relationship, there's something that has to do with money. When you think about talking about your kids and how they spend and how they're learning about money, money is involved. When it comes to finances and how to get to a better place in your life, money is always there. It's always about creating good habits to learn how to create money, right? Where does it come from? How do you get it? And more importantly, how do you hold on to it? So today I'm going to start the conversation off very simply by bringing in a guest, my counterpart on another podcast that I do called Wealth Habits, and my good friend, Sherry James. Hey, Sherry girl. Hey, Corey. So happy to be here and happy to talk about money. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> well, you know, I'm excited about you being here today and I'm excited about this today. concept. Um, one of the great things about this concept is always about showing how money plays a role in every aspect of our life. Yes, absolutely. That was Siri, y'all. Siri thought we were talking to her, but we were not. So here's a question, Corey, that I have. And this is so, so interesting because I was in Walmart the other day and I don't know what I was shopping for. It doesn't matter. I was getting some groceries and there was this, <laughs> this thing. And then I realized it was a robot and it was cleaning the, the floors and straightening <laughs> the shelves. Right. And I literally just had a glimpse into the future because, of course, that's, this is the rudimentary version of it. But it made me think about all of those service sector jobs that are like going away. And I felt some kind of way about the people who work those jobs and exactly what is it that they're going to do. And I started thinking, like, what so much is changing. Like our world is shifting and AI is here. You can pretend like it's not, but it's here. What is it that people should be doing to create money in this new environment, in this new AI-rich environment? Well, you know what, I, here's what I think. You know, I think right now, because money plays such a significant role in all aspects of life, creating money is always about learning how to, for lack of a better term, understand money, right? I believe money is a, a living organism. I believe that money has its own way of how it eludes you and then how it comes into you, right? And depending on what you're doing and the things that you're doing and the habits you're creating, money will play a significant role in your life in some form of fashion, whether good or bad, right? I think this is why some people believe and chase money forever and they think it's the root of all evil, right? But then other people know how to leverage money and make sure at the end of the day, it's all about how you can use that leverage to create better, right? Whether it's making a difference in someone's lives, giving to somebody or whatever it might be from that standpoint. So can I go back for a second? Cause you, you've said this to me before mm -hmm. that money is a living organism. And I don't know if you guys have heard that before, but I don't know. That was, that was new for me. So I'm really, I could, can we like spend some time there? Sure, like, sure. Tell me, what does that mean? That money is like, like a plant? Is it like, 
you know, do I water it? Like, what, what do we mean, you know, living organism? <laughs> I do. I do believe you need to water it. And the way you water money, right, for lack of a better term, is respecting what money does, right? Mm. I think at the end of the day, our beliefs on how money works in our lives is a big part of how money works. See, let me give an example. If you were brought up all your life that, you know, scarcity around money, right? Maybe every time you were younger, you went to a store and your mom said, no, you can't have that. We can't afford that. And you started hearing that over and over. Well, we're now programming our children to say that we can't have because we can't afford, right? right. Instead of programming them on how can we afford, how can we do something to give us that end result that we want. So that's how I feel about watering that concept of money is a big part. How we instill our so conversations, our language. our language and things that we yes. say, right, is always going to help us move forward around money. So you mean I'm, I'm potentially, I'm not admitting this, <laughs> <laughs> but you mean that with my words, I have the ability to talk money away from me? Money has power, right? So does your words. Your words have more power than anything else. I mean, think of all the people in the world that who were told they would never walk again. And they right. thought that power of suggestion, that thought and that belief and that faith that they had got them up out of that wheelchair and they started walking. It's the same thing with money. If I keep telling myself I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, well, God, the universe is sitting there saying, hey, all right, then, since you're broke, let's just make sure you're broke. And I believe that that's how that concept works. So your, your, your message, the things that you say, what you put out there in the universe is what you're attracting. Okay, but what if I'm somebody who doesn't have money? How do I talk money into my life if I don't have, do you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. you almost feel like you're like lying to yourself. It's like, no, no let, me, let me be realistic. There's no money around right now. How do I talk positively about money even though money might not be like actively in my life right now we might not have a, a close one-on-one -on -one relationship <laughs> so think of it kind of like this right in order let's think about a new relationship right maybe you're courting someone for the very first time the first thing you have to do in that process is get to know the person a little bit better right so how about learning how to get to know money right? Learn what money does. Learn how it works. Learn how interest rates at different places that you put money into can grow differently. Learn the tax ramifications about where money's sitting at so how it can grow and work to your advantage. Learn how at the end of the day the jobs and the situations that you can do to grow more money. We were talking one time before and I think it was a podcast and we were talking about fake it till you make it, right? Right. And we were discussing in that concept how some people, no matter how much you want it for them, they don't necessarily want it enough for themselves, right? right? If right. I'm sitting here saying I live in a dead-end job, I hate my job, I don't know why I wake up every morning to come to this location, right? But right. I still come in every day, day in and day out. The reason why you're doing this is for a paycheck. You're trading time for money. And then all of a sudden you realize there's still not enough money at the end of the month. So now you go and say, hey, I'm going to go drive Uber, Lyft, whatever it's going to be. Again, trading time for money. And now instead of you working eight hours a day out of your life, now you're working 12, 14 hours of your life and you're still struggling every month, every day to try to make ends meet. Well, why not learn about what money can do and how to leverage money? Why not learn how to save properly and certain things that you can do to move money in the right direction? Instead of saying, let's go take on another job, why not learn about what you can do to increase your value 
and what you do and what you say so that people will pay you more. Therefore, you don't have to give as many hours up because you're now getting paid more for your worth. Right, right, worth, worth. So turn yourself into a greater person of value? Turn yourself into a greater person of value, but more importantly than turning yourself into a greater person of value, turn yourself into the place that people want to come to because you have the knowledge, right? I believe that everything you do is about the knowledge. Why does someone pay someone $10 an hour and then pay another person $10,000 an hour? It has to do with the knowledge that that person has because that person has the knowledge that the other person wants. So if you're always increasing yourself, increasing who you are, increasing where you want to be at, then people who are seeking you out because they want that knowledge, you're able to give that knowledge and yes. charge for those services yes 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 okay 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 i got it wait so, I, hold on i just want to bring up something okay. i thought you said something earlier you know you this is a perfect example you just said it exactly when you were telling me about you are now speaking at an event that's coming up yes and the person said hey we've always gotten this big person to come out and speak at these events but i want something different i want something new right. i want something that it helps us go to another level and has a different perspective from it Right. Now, had you not been working on improving who you are, getting your skill set up so that people can see you in a different light, not to say that you weren't already fabulous at before, but now that you're at another level, now they're going, we need Sherry here to speak at this event. So I just heard something. Get mm-hmm. yourself ready for the opportunity before the opportunity shows up. That is correct. Okay. Because if you wait, it, the opportunity. <laughs> you got to be ready to be ready. You Right. You, Will Smith, <laughs> if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's right. Okay. So, but you've got to get ready even in advance of the opportunity. And so many times we want the opportunity before we actually get ready. Or we want the opportunity as the reason why we get ready, but that's backwards. Yes, I think so. I think at the end of the day, like the whole focus about where you're at is to say, I always tell people, what are you doing when no one else is watching? Right. Are you spending time right. hanging out, doing the frivolous things that make no sense? Or are you propelling yourself to the next level? Because some point in time, someone's going to knock on that door right. and say, I need you. Yes. And you now have the skill set to take this thing to the next level. Right. And that, to me, is how we're saying, how do we water our money, right? right? How do you foster and make it better so that you get a better stewardship with money? And that's from every aspect. So I think the knowledge base of understanding money and what you do with money and how it works and how it can make a difference in your world and what you can do with that money once you have it, those are all the things that you're trying to foster into a, to, to um, fruition, right? Right, right, right. So if I hear you correctly, Correctly. You know, I always have to summarize because yeah. I want I want to make sure I'm getting nuggets that I can walk <laughs> away with is that in order to have money and to if I don't have it right now mm-hmm. and in order to have it, I've actually got to get to know money. Yes. And so there's some education that I can do that will build my capacity to have money. So think of it kind of like this. And that is exactly it right there. What you just said. So the capacity, right? Think of how many people we know oh my that God. won the lottery. You only have as much money as you have capacity to have right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. She just got I, an epiphany. You know how Sherry gets when she has that epiphany, right? I, we, we need a, I know we got sound effects. We need like a light effect. But, <laughs> so, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You only have as much money as you have the capacity to receive. And so if you want more money, 
You're going to have to capacity. expand that capacity. That is it. And that is going to be education. That is it. So if you think about it, when we talked about before, all the people we know that won those lotteries that are out there, right? And we, yes. we see the stories, millions of dollars they yes. have, and less than three to five years, they're out of money again, living back to being poor and broke, right? So Their literally, capacity literally there. we had a woman at our church a few years ago who had won the lottery, and I know today those millions of dollars that she won are now gone. The husband that came because of the money has now left. <laughs> he gone. And, Everything left and, the world. And the money gone. Because if, even if you get more money, your capacity will shrink it back down to what you're accustomed to. That's correct. So that goes back to what we were talking about with Ooh, the habits, right? Those deep. little daily steps that you're doing to increase your capacity is what's moving you to where you want to be at in your financial life. So what would you say is something, because, you know, we're doing this at the top of the year, it's the beginning of 2020. What is one thing that, that the good folks of L.A. or really anywhere, but what is one thing that people, what a money habit that people should have? Or yeah. improve on the, if they already have it. I think the number one thing that most people should do in every relationship, in every marriage, is sit down and notate where your money is going. I can't give you that enough. I, I, I When clients walk into our office, you would be astonished by how many people really do not know how much they spend on a monthly basis. Yeah. I mean, that is huge, right? Yeah. Because here's the thing. In order to know how to grow your money, right, you have to know how much money you have left to work with, right? And if you don't have anything to work with, then you can't grow it because there's nothing to grow. Right. So in order for that next capacity to build, the first part of stewardship and understanding how to manage your money and grow with your money is really truly understanding where you're at financially and where your money is at. And then how to say what we have left over, how we expand about making that a bigger number. That's so funny because those little things that you do every day, going to Starbucks, taking $20 out of the ATM machine, spending money on frivolous things that you shouldn't normally spend money on, going to the movies three times a week, eating out dinner five days a week, right, at 60 bucks a person, kind of that. Whatever it is, that starts to add up, and you look and you go, did I really spend $2,000 this month? You know what? That's just real talk. So a couple of years ago, I, years ago, I actually did that. Like, I did an assessment, and I discovered that I had an Amazon habit. Yeah. <laughs> Every month, Amazon was getting two, three, four hundred dollars But here's the thing. The reason I couldn't see it is because it was dripping out. So it was that. like, oh, I, I, you know, I would hear a book. You know, I'm a personal growth junkie. So I, I'd hear about a book and I'd add that book to the cart. And then, you know, a, after a while, so many of those add to carts add up. And I was getting to the end of the month and I couldn't figure out like, okay, why am I not able to get this paid on time until I actually looked and said, well, wait a minute. And on average, over the last six months, you have sent three, four, five hundred dollars to Amazon that's where your bill money is going. And yeah, you're smarter, but listen, not that smart because you're sending too much money to Amazon. And I just wasn't present to it because it was dripping out in very small chunks. So I didn't feel it as it was leaving. Right. And I think it comes back down to the fact that you weren't necessarily. So you know how we're very cognizant of the bills that we pay? We yes. know what the gas bill is. We know what the light bill is, the cell phone is. And we know that we pay this X, Y, and Z dollar amount yes. every month on a certain day and time. 
those little small automatic things that come out of like the Amazons or going to PayPal and running things like that, you don't think about those things because it just seems so innocuous, right? It's like, oh, in the moment. Not, yeah, it's like in very moment, simple right. right there. I'm not thinking about it. But then when you start to write those things down and creating that budget or that financial plan, right? And you say, well, how much did I really spend this month? And right. you start seeing how much you're spending. Like I always tell people, make it a game, right? For yes. me, at the end of the day, here's the game. I want to put more money in my pocket at the end of every month. How yes. do I do that? Yes. Well, here's what I can do. I can keep spending on Amazon and spending that $1,000 a month or whatever it might be, right? Yes. And then at the end of the day, I have nothing to show for it at the end of the month. Or I could take that same $1,000, put it into an interest-bearing account that's earning some type of rate of return, and then let the interest from that help pay for my toys that I want to pay on. Now, the smart person is saying, hey, let money earn you money to pay for the things that you want. Right. The person who's struggling and says, let me take out what I have, spend it, and yes. hope that everything will be okay. So it's almost, it's almost like digging the seed out of the ground and eating the seed, but thinking that the plant is still going to grow. There you go. There you go. You can't eat the seed and get the plant. <laughs> you got to wait a little, okay? Yeah, you right. you know? You're going to have to let that seed germinate, turn into something. Okay, so I got this because I, I like this idea of money as a living organism. It's almost like it's a seed. Yeah. If we work with this idea that money is a seed, you've got to leave it in the ground mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. it can duplicate itself and you use the duplication to fund lifestyle. There it is. And what know. most people are doing is they're using the seed to fund the lifestyle and so they never get the increase in their money. It's the seed of the harvest, right? And you got to let it get to that harvest in order to enjoy a fruitful lifestyle. That's and that's where the challenge is at. Deep. Yeah. So let's go a little bit deeper, right? So one of the things that I hear about all the time is how money plays a significant role in relationships, right? Right. So I think this is a topic that's something we should discuss because I believe that if you start creating habits together as a family, as a unit, then those will kind of reduce some of those stressful conversations when it comes to why are we paying our bills late and, and, and those kind of conversations that right, come up, right? Right. But what if you come from, you know, a family, meaning, you know, two people come together, but you probably came from two different money backgrounds. Mm -hmm. How do you get on the same page if you have been on two different money you know what i'm saying does that make sense like two, you you handled it one way and maybe it was put your head in the sand but the other person is like a stickler for money like how do those two people meet in the middle you know it's it's like anything in a relationship the word i love most is called compromise let me say that <laughs> one more time compromise right look here's the thing you guys have come together as one union you are deciding to be an individual no longer but now you're a couple right and so you need to start making decisions as a couple right it's no longer about your money or my money it's our money because at the end of the day let's just be honest right you could have your own personal account and she can have her own personal account and if anything goes wrong where she can't pay a bill are you not going to help her pay it or vice versa. Right. If you were the primary breadwinner and your husband ran out of money and he's destitute, babe, I need lunch today. Are you not going to give him a twenty dollar bill? You he, know, he get that peanut exactly. butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever it is, you need to realize that this is a a a group effort, right? We are working together with one common goal, and that's for us both to exceed 
our current situation and get to the next level together. Right. And so if that is the ultimate goal, then we should be working on habits. Let me say that again. We should be working on habits, habits right? Habits, that yes. is going to help propel you and move you in the right direction. Yes. So when it comes time for us to pay the bills, like you said, maybe one person is burying their head in the sand and the other person is doing all the paperwork, right? Well, to me, at the end of the day, it should be shared jointly right. because here's the reason why. You know, for those guys that are out there listening to this podcast and you're saying, hey, I'm going to live forever, know that you will not live forever, okay? Right. And if you love your spouse and your family, you want to make sure that they are well taken care of upon right. your passing, right? Or vice versa, whoever the primary heavy person is, right? But at the end of the day, what's most important is that they both should know how to manage money because right. managing money is what puts you on on the same plane to get you to a, a, a healthier lifestyle than where you currently are at. So women, you cannot just simply say, oh, my husband handles that. No. You have got to know where the bodies are buried. You've got to know where the accounts are, where the passwords are, all of that information. And really, I would think you need to be consciously working together to make those decisions. That's correct. I mean, look, let's talk about it. Statistically, when men and women have divorces, women fare worse than men because they don't know where the money is. No one said, here's our accounts at X, Y, and Z right. company. They said, my husband took care of all that. Right. So why be in that position where you're giving that power up? Right. Your spouse should know where every dime is and know how every dime works. Just as if is if the woman was the primary breadwinner, it's the same concept, right? So we should be working together. Like Lila and I, we sit down, we have conversations together about where our finances are going, right? right. I feel like she's the CEO of everything else that I don't want to do, right? She runs the show, <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay, babe, where do I just drop this at? Okay? Right, right. But at the end of the day, we sit down and conversate about, okay, what are our goals this month? What are right. we trying to accomplish? Where are we putting money at to grow our money? That's the concept. Because if you don't have that, how do you continue to build if you're constantly working against each other she's doing one thing and i'm doing another i'm the spender in the house so if i'm spending all of our money up and she's trying to save it we're working opposite of each other right, right? but we have to come up with a commonality that works towards the end result to get us to that result we're looking for i what i heard you say is you need a common intention that is correct a common intention with money i love this so money is a living organism you have to, you cannot talk money out of your life. So you cannot continue to say I'm broke or I don't have, or mm -hmm. I cannot afford it. And you got to use better language and say the right things. It's how can I afford it? How can I have the thing that I want? How can I create more income? And I, you've got to, um, uh, uh, um, not eat the seed. Right. <laughs> get a harvest, guys. Get, get a, a harvest. harvest. Let it grow you need, a little. You need, you need somewhere in your life, you need money making money. That is correct. Somewhere in your life, even if it's just making a little bit of money, it's got to make some money for you. And, and it's that duplication that then funds your lifestyle, not the actual money itself or the money that comes in. That's correct. You got it on the button. Okay. And last but not least, everyone being on the same page when it comes same to managing money in your household. That's a big part of the process. Yes. Well, all right, Sherry. Well, I think we had a great conversation today. Yes, I, think some good I learned a lot. There. I hope you guys learned a lot. <laughs> well, I appreciate the time. So today is all about money talk in L.A., what you can do to get on the right path to make sure you're doing things the right way to make sure your money works for you.